Welcome to You're the Marketing Department, the show to help you and your organization grow. All right, Tobin, I'm just going to jump right off the bat. How's your bracket right. doing? Oh, boy. Uh, my bracket is probably doing well. I think I've won a couple games from what I've heard this morning. John has the official update for us, which I guess is coming some point today, but <laughs> I definitely didn't pick Maryland. So that was a winner there. Oh, did I? And I think another one I maybe won. So how's your bracket doing? Can I be honest with you? I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it comes down to it and I'm, I'm yeah. real close to winning. Yeah. That's not going to happen now. I don't like, I like watching basketball right. and I follow uh, professional a little bit. Sure. But I, like, I don't really, I don't know. I like, it's more so watching the game because I enjoy the game of basketball. Right. More so than like. Understanding all the stats and teams. Yeah, yeah. I don't and, care about stats. Yeah. I barely care about their names. Yeah, there's a lot to follow there. Like, you know, having even gone to a Big Ten school myself that I can't tell you any of the other teams besides my own. So it's like what, I mean, to stay involved in all that, I mean, it seems like a part-time job to me. I know. I have like a, a vague understanding of what team is better than another. Yeah. But it's probably back from like 2012. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Duke's going to win, right? Duke wins all the time, right? Um, I actually have them yeah. doing pretty well this year. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's the scope of our understanding of, of how to be good at your brackets. Don't take any of our advice. Maybe if John will give us some advice next podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Not the only thing that's exciting going on in spring. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's kitten season, number one. Uh, okay. You can't miss that. Yeah, that's number good. Number two, the finale of The Bachelor just happened. Wow. Yeah. I'm, that's, I'm married now. So. <laughs> that's intense. Okay. And number three, uh, trade shows. Big trade show uh, season. Yes, it is trade show season. Yes, it is. We've had a lot of uh, requests for trade show stuff come in or follow-up drip campaigns, things like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely trade show season. So that's actually a question I get a lot from um, clients is we'll talk about maybe there's not stuck, but there's a lot of traditional marketing techniques that everyone wants right. to push. But just because they worked 20 years ago, doesn't mean they're going to work today. Right. So, um, yeah. so direct mail is one of those we talked about. Right. Um, trade shows is another big one. Now, it's a much yeah. bigger investment, mm -hmm. and so it's it's more of a conversation. But uh, we've definitely gotten questions about it. So initial reaction, what do you think about trade shows? Don't do trade shows. <laughs> That's the initial and full reaction official stance of NewNorth.com. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of reasons why I would say you shouldn't do trade shows. All right, let's and walk I'm, through them. I'm going to caveat this a little bit. What I mean by doing a trade show is mean doing a booth at a trade show. Mm -hmm. Trade shows have some value, but it's not in the booth. So why you wouldn't do a booth at a trade show? First, event marketing is very expensive. So mm -hmm. by the time you get the graphics, the booth costs itself, organize the flights, all that kind of stuff, you're thousands into a trade show if it's any kind of you know depth. And that's not even taking into account all the time you spend oh, getting everything. Perfectly not. Yeah, exactly. So And you may get a lead. Or two, a couple, couple badge scans here and there. So, I mean, you really are running a high risk. And you know, a, lot of, a lot of organizations will tell you that event marketing is the highest cost per lead mm -hmm. in what they do across all channels. So it's a huge risk to do booth marketing because generally people who want to do it are thinking from a brand perspective. And, and that makes some sense. But when it gets down to actually putting dollars in the bank, it's very ineffective. Yeah, yeah. I guess it all depends on what your goal is going there. Right. If your goal is strictly brand and you get the biggest booth in the middle of the conference, all right, whatever, I guess right. that could work. You have to show up maybe because you're the big brand, but mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more effective things to do at a trade show besides booth. Like what? Let's go. Sure, sure. So if you're going to go to a trade show, you want to go to a trade show, what I would think about more so is 
speaking at the trade show. Mm -hmm. Events, event marketing, it's hard to be a bystander. That's what booths are. You're basically a bystander. Some of these shows, there's a thousand booths plus, and you're one in the corner because you can't afford the front stage booth. And you know, you just don't get the exposure that you should, Mm -hmm. or you want, or you hope you'd get in this show of thousands of attendees. I mean, what's going to make them come over to your corner of the world? Mm -hmm. It's a lot to choose from. So I think you know, if you think about trade shows as opportunity that's there, and that's really what draws people there, your customers are there, the people are there, you want to find the highest visible opportunity for you to get in front of them. And speaking is a huge one. So yeah, actually, another thing that goes along with that is you want to provide two, or you want two things when you're going to this trade show. Number one, you want to look like an expert and like you know what you're talking about. There's no one that gets that automatic expert label Right. Then the person that's speaking to the thousands of exactly. 10,000, even whoever it is. So that's number one. Number two, you want to provide value to the people that are coming. Right. And I think a, I would hope that a speech would provide more value than the pencil you're going to hang, hand out at a booth. Right. The, or whatever that is. The dongle or the <laughs> yeah, drive exactly. or whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah, value is huge. And I agree. The speaking allows you to get your pitch across in front of a large audience at once mm-hmm. and then build that value for them and, and build those connections. All the success we ever hear of at trade shows always boils down to, oh, I made a great connection. Mm-hmm. No one ever says the booth <laughs> killed it and the booth was amazing and I'm glad we spent 60 grand on getting this booth set up. Like it, it, The booth never wins the battle. It's always no. the relationship. So the question comes up, do you need the booth? And so I think you know, speaking is one thing, but nothing wrong with going to a trade show mm-hmm. just to mingle. I mean, you can send your team there to the trade show boothless. You know, you're, We're going to go. Whoa. We're going to make the connections we want to make and have that place and not be just bystanders. I mean, go actively out there to make the connections. Your customers are there. Go get them. It does not necessitate a booth at all. Yeah, the booth doesn't really bring any additional value to it beyond having a big banner and somewhere to lay all the papers no one's going to look at. Right. Yes, I would not think of the trade show as a marketing expense. I would think of it more of a sales expense. Mm -hmm. And put your sales team on the ground with their missions and their quotas and whatever you want to do and to organize that. But build relationships, build connections. Don't rely on a fancy backdrop and a monitor and whatever at your booth to make that happen. Yeah, rarely in any situation, uh, marketing-wise, do customers ever come to you before you ever provide value to them. Right, there's no desire for them to come to you unless you can get some value up in front of them. And that's why inbound works so well because Mm -hmm. you're providing value first based on their needs and then they're able to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. And trade shows flip that completely backwards where you're basically saying, yeah, come find interest in what I'm doing, even if you have no idea what I do or what I've done for you. Walk one mile through this right. entire conference yeah, and it's, find it's me. It's such a browse-by scenario. So, yeah, it's it's quite quite an odd preposition when you think about it. I think in a different culture, a different day and age, it may have been more aligned with how the sales process works in a B2B environment where people would make relationships and do that. But now when 80 to 90% of the buying decision is done before someone contacts you, Mm -hmm. when the millennials and the groups out there making deals now want to do research online and understand a company before they do that, the conversation is the last thing some of these people want to do. So it works backwards. That actually brings uh, another thing I've been thinking about is what process or what stage in the buying decision like, where are they? And you don't really know that in a conference. You don't. You have so, to dig into it, right? Yeah, the value you would give to someone at the top of the marketing funnel, as opposed to the, the information you give at the bottom, neither want a pencil or a doggle, but like the product information or the maybe sales information, like you don't want to jump in too early with more sales information. But again, if someone's ready to buy, you don't want to just keep telling them about your product. Like they right. get it. Right. Yeah. And it's so, it's so difficult to justify that too. Because I think someone could say, 
Well, trade shows are an awareness activity. If we use the, the methodology, right? Mm-hmm. And so, well, that's a pretty expensive awareness activity. You can get a lot more awareness for your dollar with other channels than trade shows. Mm-hmm. You say, what's well, a closing activity? I would say, it's a horrible closing activity. It's not you're, you're expecting a huge <laughs> amount of close from people just just now meeting you. So I don't think it fits really well anywhere. I think what does make sense, though, you know, we talk about mingling at the event, is planning meetings at the event. Yeah. It's another thing that works well. So you can go to a trade show planning to meet pre-setup meetings, people who are at the trade shows already, that's a great use of a trade show. I mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily go there with an empty you know, Rolodex. And I think I've even seen people who go to trade shows, um, as soon as they get there, if they're a certain sponsor or something, will get a list of people. And the first thing they're doing is trying to set up meetings. They're not trying to just try to bump into them or find them. It's call and say, hey, can we talk for 10 minutes? Can we do this? Can we do this? Because meetings are what's are effective, yeah. not, not the booth. So I think that's really the wrap on trade shows and why we wouldn't recommend doing the booth. There's lots of other activities you can do at a trade show. We're not, you know, totally denying trade shows value in the marketing, but I think it's more of a sales activity. I look at more in that degree. Don't drag the marketing department into it. Don't worry about spending all this dollars on booths, especially if your budget is tight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a real big expenditure, lots of time. And really what you're doing is just creating a little home base for your sales guys to be huddled into and it really should be outworking the floor. So that's kind of my my two cents in, in argument there. Cool. All right, so now we're going to play part two of a game that I played with John last week oh, called what is this? Email Subject Lines. All right. Okay, so I'm going to give you a product, and you're going to create an email subject line for this product. Ooh, okay, I'm you ready? I'm creative enough for this. Let's see. Yeah. You'll get a second to think about it. All right, all right. Okay. Are you ready? Wait, wait, wait. What Are you going to judge me after? Like, what's the? how do I win? I'll just say if it's good or not. All right, all right yeah, that yeah, sounds good. Yeah, okay. First one, rubber chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I got one, I got one. Okay. Have a hard time using chopsticks. <laughs> you wait, it's getting worse. <laughs> there you go. That's good. That's a good one. I like there's, that. There's some magic there. Yeah, that was good. I like that. That's gonna draw me in. Okay, good. Um there we go. Let's say uh subscription to toilet paper. Oh, okay. I got something here. Hold Wait. on, hold on. <laughs> Two dollar two ply. All right, $2 a month, you can get two ply toilet paper. That's good. Now then the problem depends, like how much do you need? That's that's a whole other decision. I would maybe go with, have the rolls keep rolling. (laughs) Oh, there you go. That's a good one. All right, third and final product. Here we go. All right. Metallic fingernail paint for cats. Classy kitty. That's good. That's more of a product name though. Yeah. Maybe sparkles for sparkles. (laughs) There you go. There's something there. Um, Oh, yeah, there's something there. Anymore. Let me think. Give me the shot. <laughs> I can't think of anything. That's I'm trying to come one. up with a rhyme for some reason. <laughs> yeah, a rhyme would be good. Uh, let's see what else. What would, you, what would you call fingernail paint? Paint for cats. Claw, claw, claw nails, claw paint. Something like that. Q claws. <laughs> Didn't declaw your cat? Boy, do we have a product for you. That's good. Yeah, lean, in, lean into that one. Yeah. All right. You didn't declaw your clat? Your clat. <laughs> your clat. Didn't declaw your clat. Come on, how can I say this? 
<laughs> if you didn't declaw your cat, boy, do we have a product for you. Yeah. Or maybe uh, think of declawing your cat. Stop. <laughs> that's good. All right, that's our show for today here at the You're the Marketing Department podcast. If you have questions, please email us, podcast at newnorth.com, or visit us at newnorth.com slash podcast. Jacob, great time with you. It was great. Awesome. We'll uh, see you guys next time. Yeah, I hope your bracket does better than mine. <laughs> it's not going to. Take care.